What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show with me, Sean Sheehan, here on Sherdog.com. Uh, and today we're going to be looking ahead to PFL's second event this year. But before we do that, we must tell you that BetUS.com is offering our listeners an incredible 125% bonus on their deposits for UFC Fight Night Font versus Vera. Use the code Sherdog and get $2,500 in extra money to make Fight Night even better. At BetUS.com, you can only bet in each fight but they have loads of awesome parlay bets to choose from to bet live during the fights and your winnings are paid within hours start the fight at betus.com use the code SHERDOG. Uh, all right, everyone, let's get into the, the preview for, for next week. But I also want to do maybe not a, a review of last week. I, I have another podcast. It might, it might already be out at this stage or else it's, it's coming out uh, kind of reviewing the, the weekend's action. I'll talk a little bit uh, about PFL's fights in that. I want to talk about all around PFL in terms of what I think changed uh, just briefly here, but what I think said the same from last year as well, what I would, lo- I would love to change. Um it was it was all very similar, I think, uh, to, to last year. With PFL, you're kind of expecting something different. You're expecting a few changes, but we didn't really see it, uh, which is not necessarily a bad thing, I suppose. If you if you like PFL, you, you'll be happy that they didn't change it. If you don't, you probably won't be happy. But look, in general, there's a lot of things I could uh, pick out with PFL that I would love to change. But in general, I like the fact that they're a little bit different. You know, I like the fact they're not the same as UFC. They have, they try to do different stats. And I'm not the biggest stats fan in the world, uh, but they they like to make it part of the show. They like to do even with their their judging malarkey, which I'll get to in a second. It is something different, and something different is what we we need in MMA. We don't want to watch a UFC light production, and to be fair to BFL, that's something that they aren't. You know, with the uh, with the format, obviously the fights, um, with uh, you know the people kind of they have signed, and the a few of the the kind of the up and comers they have that go against the people they've signed that maybe we know. I think makes it makes it very good i also think one thing and we'll, we'll see this throughout the season and maybe it's a, it's a thing we will uh we will talk about as we go but i think some of the signings they've made especially one or two we're going to see on this card and even ireland's own uh, miles price will be fighting anthony pettis in a couple of weeks i really like their signings i think their signings have been good they've signed some exciting people some people maybe who've been on the verge of the ufc or maybe you would think the ufc might sign down the road pfl have got in there first and they've signed some of those people and i think that's very good so all in all, I, I think it is, it's a good start to the PFL season. Now, a few issues I would have. The production at the start especially wasn't great. Um, over here, sorry, as I, as I nearly choked to death there. Uh, <laughs> someone, there's been, someone's been sent from the PFL to get me. Uh, but uh, no, I, I'd be nice to them. Um, the before I get into the negatives, maybe it's on Channel Four here now in in Ireland and the UK, which is great. It just, as you probably know, over in, over in the states as well. If, if you're watching this from there, it's just a little bit easier when it's when it's on TV. When you can go like we've a Skybox here. I'm not sure what you have over in the states and things, but you know, you turn on the TV, you press. I think it's Channel One Three Eight, and it's there. You can record it. It's there the next morning. More, you could do that with Sky, you could do that with some Bellator cards, like Bellator make it very, very hard and very difficult to, to know what's on and know when to watch it and know, you know, um, <laughs> just just in general, they make it hard and they have for years. Now, some of them, like three or four cards a year, maybe a little bit more, especially the European ones, they're, they're easy to watch here in Ireland, especially. 
but you have to stream, you have to cast, you have to do all of it. If your internet is down, which mine seems to be non-stop recently, it's <laughs> it's a disaster. But uh, PFL have made it so easy now. Now the start, the prelims were on on uh, online, which is is fine. You know, everyone. Well, let's be realistic. We're, we're going to have to deal with some of that. Um, and they were playing at like seventy percent speed for the first like hour. Not yeah, hour around that. Uh, the first couple of fights. At which point I kind of just turned it off and was like, look, I'll come back to when it's working. And I came back and it was working. And I went back and I checked the fights and the knockouts, even though they kind of actually weren't fixed. But uh, that's an issue. I think like Coachman's internet was down, which I can, you know, I feel I feel his pain there. But still, that's that's a bit unprofessional looking. Brett Akamoto's microphone wasn't working at one stage. I think the ring announcer's microphone wasn't working. So those sort of things is not something you'd really associate with PFL. Because I've always thought PFL have done things very, very cleanly. Like, okay, everyone's going to have one issue. Like Bruce Buffer's mic hasn't worked before. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not nitpicking here but there were just so many examples on this opening card and now i actually spoke to someone from pfl and i i pointed these these things out and they actually said thanks very much we'll fix them and they to be honest they fixed them midway through the card and they were grand for the rest of the card but that you know it's something when you're reviewing the show and when you're talking about the overall production because i did mention last week as well i think their production is, is pretty good um that was one issue i think they started halfway through the card and hopefully going forward that won't be uh, an issue again uh uh, look, I, I qu- I'll just quickly mention the whole uh, the, the judging thing as well. First of all, with the judging, they're in Texas, and I think all these upcoming cards are in Texas. That, at first, is going to be an issue with judging because, look, I could get into an hour-long rant here about this alone, but the judging in Texas is not the same as the judging anywhere else. They haven't taken up the same rules. They don't get the same level of judges over there. I think PFL are just using all Texas judges as well. So not bringing in the likes of, you know, a Chris Lee or a Ron McCarthy or a Sal Diamato or a Brian Minor. No, that was the way it was last week. Maybe that will change going forward. We will see that way. That's that. That could be an issue going forward. That could be a real, real issue. And, you know, you could have people shouting robbery and everything. It's it's a thing that could happen and probably will. Um, the big issue, though, as well, I think, is is this made up judging algorithm that they had that has absolutely nothing got to do with the actual judging criteria itself, but they use it as if it is the real criteria, and they use it as if this is a judge, uh, um, you know, an indication of who's winning a round or who's who's winning a fight, which it absolutely unequivocally is not. You know, they're, they're, look, the algorithm, whatever algorithm they have, who's making this? Well, it's Sean O'Connell tries to explain it and he seems to love it. I don't know if he's involved in it or whatever, but he seems to absolutely love this algorithm. And um, the way he explains it, it has very little to do with the actual judging criteria because he's talking about like top position and everything like this, which is we all know has, has nothing to do with the criteria. So that's a thing that is very weird and you would never, ever get in any other sport. And that's in a, a very negative way. I'm saying that um, the example I use, if you're, you know, you're playing, a, the I don't know, two NFL teams playing and the score is 21-3, right? And then... That we know we know it's 21 3 because they got what three touchdowns and uh, a field goal or whatever it might be, right? That's how you get to 21 3. If someone's telling you, oh, well, no, do you know, in our scoring criteria, it's actually 28 14, you're like, well, it's not because we saw them getting three touchdowns and we saw them getting one kick. So that's the scoring. Well, no, they had field position for 
70%. So they actually get another four points. And this team actually, well, they returned the kick and they went 30 yards and dig, you get 4.3 points for that. It's like, it makes no sense. That's not how you score in American football, you know? it's it. That's not how it works. It's ex- literally the exact same thing as what I just said there. It's ludicrous. And the fact that they're using it is is beyond ludicrous. I understand, as I said at the start of this, I understand them wanting to be different and I appreciate them wanting to be different, but that is not them being different. That is just making up nonsense and putting it out there, you know, the commentator is putting it out there as if it is something we should actually listen to and take heed of. It's ludicrous and beyond ludicrous altogether. But look, that is my kind of... Uh, thoughts on on the first uh, first week of of PFL in terms of the production and everything like that. Overall, I would give it a strong you know B minus C plus with with a lot of improvements still to come. But let's uh, let's talk about next week's card. And before we do that, I must just tell you again quickly that uh, UFC Fight Night Font versus Vera is more fun when you bet at betus.com. Use the code SHARDOG and then. Get an incredible 125% bonus up to $2,500. Font at the moment is a clear favourite, so get in now or choose to bet via TKO to increase your winnings. At BetUS.com, you can make the fights even more fun by betting throughout the fights. Start the fight at BetUS.com and use that code SHERDOG. Right, PFL number two. Um... There are some very, very good fights in this, some new up-and-comers. I talked about some new guys that they've signed, and I'm looking at some of them here. Uh, even kicking off the card, Alejandro Flores versus uh, Saba Balaji, 20-3 versus 14-2-1. That should should be a good fight. Then you have kind of the older crew of fighters as well, Shaman Morais against uh, Boston Salmon. Boston Salmon's only, he's only 11 or 12, 11 fights, I think, into his career. You'd think he's been around a lot longer, but that that I think that's a good fight. I think that's a good, uh, a good banger of of a fight there um, you have Ali Aceyev as well he's 9-0 he's coming back he was the, the champion of PFL in 2000 and let me get this right 2019 wasn't it yeah because they didn't do a 2000 and, and um, uh, 2020 version of the uh, of this um, Dennis uh, Gosselov as well is on the card and he was a semi-finalist in the last two years so 2019 and 2021 but uh, Isayev is fighting uh, Kilsin Abreu who's you know 20 fights into his career it's a good matchup but it's uh, like I was very impressed last year with uh, with Bruno Capiloza, who is headlining this card, who we'll get to in a second. I think it'd be very interesting. Obviously, you know, Isaiah wasn't on it uh, in the tournament last year. He hasn't fought since he won the tournament back in 2019. So maybe that's a very exciting matchup we see towards the, the back end of the season, or maybe in the season, who knows. I actually, actually, I do know I must ask someone, but I don't know, and maybe this is my... my um, this is my own fault, but how did they make the matches? Like, did they just decide? I, I actually, I was talking to someone yesterday about it because I was, it was, uh, it was kind of bugging me, but I didn't actually ask someone from PFL and maybe I should do that. Like, did, did it just like match make normally? Did they decide like halfway through the season, oh, this guy's going to fight this one? Like, why could he, is I even Capilosa just meet like their next fight? I don't know. I don't understand how that works, but anyway, uh, still, We'll, we'll see how that goes the heavyweights are really kind of kicking into it uh, this week we've been in Ferreira against Jamel Jones as well um, you know and Gostolov is fighting uh, Sam Kay who is 8-5 uh, and five in, in his career he obviously uh, has never fought in the, the PFL before but he has a lot of fights over and I think he's over in, is he in Australia or somewhere like that so um, yeah it's you know Hard, I, I haven't been able to find too much of him. Not the best record in the world, so you wouldn't think it's going to be the the toughest matchup in the world in terms of uh, 
uh, in terms of Gostelov here, who's doing well over the last uh, few years. Uh, but I, I, I like. I think that heavyweight division is is not bad in PFL, honestly. And I, I really like Capaloza, and I think he's going to do well. Obviously, we'll talk about that again in a second. The other, I might as well talk about the other heavyweight fight we'll run it: Antedeja versus uh, Matthias uh, Schaffle. Uh, I believe I'm pronouncing his name uh, his name correctly. Uh, Deja, you know, we've seen him obviously fight a couple of times in the uh, in the PFL before he got to the final last year and ended up losing to uh, to Bruno Capilosa. Um I'm a fan of his style, to be honest. I think he's a very, very good fighter. He's long. He races in with strikes, but it's a good long jab as well. He's willing to clinch, willing to wrestle. Very, very hard ground and pound. Uh, as well for uh, you know a guy fighting out of the uh, the kind of the, the Croatian or Dutch kickboxing style, he can he can do it all. I think he's a very very well rounded fighter, uh, and I think this matchup against Shofla is very very interesting. I watched a bit of of uh, yeah, sorry Shofla. I'm I'm pronouncing him like the golfer. It's like Schaefel, Matthias Schaefel. Um, he sounds very German for a fellow with a Brazilian flag on his hand. But anyway, I watched a couple of his fights. He fought in Dana White Contender Series. I, I describe him by looking at him as a glitchy counter striker. He's one of these guys like you know we're waiting all the time. Boom, he hits you like that. He, he's very loose on the outside. Very good at lead for the heavyweight. This is a heavyweight, isn't it? I'm not gone mad. Am I? Yeah, it is a heavyweight. Very very good at lead. I think for the heavyweight. I think that 15 and seven record maybe doesn't show how good he is now. Maybe the takedown. It's funny because you look at at Deja and you think and and maybe I have actually kind of made this mistake before sometimes. You you think he's going to be an all-out kickboxer, and sometimes he is, and sometimes he isn't. So I'll be interested to see how this looks like. I think both guys will back uh, their striking in this, and I think it will be a striker matchup, uh, and I think it'll be a fun striker matchup. Honestly, um, who comes out the, the better of it? I, I honestly don't know. I think it's hard to gauge Sheffield's, um, um. Uh, I don't know, standing, I suppose, in PFL. We've seen Deja get to the very top last year, but this could this could be one of those ones. It'd be interesting to see the price of the betting on this. This could be one that could be a shock because Sheffield is dangerous and he hits hard. And if Deja does stand with him, look, he can hit hard as well. And he's big high kicks. And as I mentioned, that big uh, rangy jab as well. It could be... Uh, uh, you know, it could be a very, very interesting fight. So we'll we'll see how that one goes. And uh, the heavyweight division, I think, is is wide open there. So we'll uh, we'll see how that uh, fares in that. Um, on on the undercard, I'm actually kind of surprised these two fights are on the undercard. Kyle Boschniak versus Bubba Jenkins and Chris Wade versus uh, the two-time champion, uh, Lance Palmer. Uh, first of all, to Boschniak versus Jenkins. Look, I don't think this is the toughest matchup in the world for Jenkins. Um, he's a southpaw. Uh, we watching his fight against uh, Lance Palmer uh, from last year, I think it was, uh, where he out-wrestled Lance. Very, very effective wrestling. Very effective ground and pound as well although he's one of those guys right who just does enough with the ground and pound to have enough control if you get me and i think his ability to control guys like if you can control lance palmer the way he did last year you can probably control most people in the world with, with your wrestling i love i love how effective as well his striking is you know bubba is a guy who we've talked about before i talked about um i talked about him a couple of weeks ago when he was fighting over in um uh, or when he was uh, when he was fighting against Chris Wade last year, and he was fighting in in the uh, in the PFL last year, and about how sometimes he flatters to deceive. You know, sometimes you're thinking, is he going to reach this level? Is he going to get there? And and he doesn't. Um, but 
I, I, I just feel like maybe this is, maybe this is the year for him. You know, maybe, maybe he can put it all together. Maybe he can get off to a good start here against Kyle Bashniak and go on a run at one hundred and forty-five pounds. Bashniak. <sighs> It, look, I went back and I watched a couple of these fights in the UFC. Uh, UFC watched his fight against Jeremy Kindy. He took him down within two seconds of that fight. And you'd be thinking of that, like, and maybe you don't need to watch anymore, to be honest, after you see that. Because it's going to be hard for him not to be taken down by Bubba Jenkins, if that makes sense. Like, I, I think Bubba Jenkins is, is a better wrestler than, than Jeremy Kindy. Like, the problem with Bubba sometimes is, well, he just doesn't go for it. You know, he'll stand back, he'll wait, he'll he'll try to draw on the gate down. If you see a guy like Paul, Kyle Bosniak in front of you, I think you you have to go and take him down. Like, Bosniak is a good right hand, he hits hard. He'll bring him, uh, or he'll make issues for him in, in that way. But I think in the wrestling realm, I think uh, Bobby Jenkins can absolutely dominate there. And I think he should. I think that's what he should be doing. And I think that is the sort of fighter that he needs to be uh, in this one. Then for Lance Palmer versus... Uh, versus Chris Wade. This is a very interesting matchup as well. Uh, Palmer, too, is a southpaw. He's a nice outside leg kick, but he's a wrestler. We all know that. Heavy wrestler. Evering, he looked for his wrestling. And when, you know, when Bubba Jenkins out-wrestled him there last year, there wasn't really much he could do outside of that. Now, he is a good fighter and he can fight everywhere, but predominantly a wrestler. Whereas Chris Wade, I think he's, he's a wrestler, too, but he's added a lot more to his game. I think uh, he kind of kicks more than he punches at times, which, you know, means he will end up in a wrestling match a lot of the time, especially if you're fighting someone like a Lance Palmer who will catch one of those kicks. But if he can land three or four of them, first of all, and, and do enough to stay away from the wrestling, it, it could be good for him. He's really strong, like a, a bull. He's a bull strength in him. Very good, not a very good striker, but a good striker who's willing. He's Look, you go back and you watch Chris Wade's fights, and he's usually more willing to throw than his opponents. And I think a lot of that has to do with his stability, with his wrestling, and with, uh, I suppose, his confidence in his wrestling. So that's an interesting matchup. I, I'd be interested to see who can win the wrestling matchup. I, I think Lance Palmer might be slightly better. Now, I don't know what I'm basing that off of, really. Um, it, it's 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 a call that... I just, I just feel having kind of watched both of them, um, and it's, it's one that I suppose we will find out very, very quickly. I think on the feet, I think Chris Wade wins that fight, honestly. But uh, we will, uh, we will see how it goes. Um, I mentioned Gostelov. Really looking forward to seeing him coming in here again. Can he go that one step further this time? You know, last year he won, uh, he won his opening two. Uh, fights then lost to Deja the year before that he won uh he won three fights and ended up losing to uh to Isayev in the final so he's a guy who's there or thereabouts all the time and you know he's fought some good lads back in the day James McSweeney uh, Brett Rogers Mike Kyle uh, you know so he he's on the cusp he's always on the cusp and if someone you know slips over or someone gets injured or something he might be the next guy coming through so i'm i'm uh i'm looking forward to seeing what where he goes and what he does uh hinder for as well against uh jamel jones for eight and two now um he beats Stuart Dawson, and we'll talk about in a second uh last uh time out in uh in um in the last season uh and he's some good wins you know he beat jared vandera who we saw fighting a couple of weeks ago and um, you know, it'd be interesting to see where uh, where he goes it, it, this year. You know, he's a, a lot of knockouts uh, in his in his time. And Jamel Jones, who he's fighting here, uh, is you know, I, I I suppose you could call him a squat enough heavyweight at, at six foot for this division. He obviously lost, got knocked out by Capeloza last year, and but has a win over you know Abreu who was on the card as well as. 
you know, fought in against some good guys. He's fought against William Knight, uh, Mike Rodriguez, and others uh, throughout his career. So this is a big opportunity for him. And you know, a lot of these guys as well. Maybe it's the last opportunity in the heavyweight division because I think a lot of people, especially at the higher weight classes, are thinking about going to the PFL and thinking about uh, you know trying it out there after especially what you faced did last year. So that'll be uh, be interesting to see where where that goes. Right. Um, Let's talk about the, the top two fights because those are, are standouts to me. Let's I'm gonna talk about the main event first and then I'll come back to to, uh, to Brendan Lachnan as as I call him correctly, because that's how you say his name is Lachnan. Um Bruno Capeloza honestly is my my favourite fighter in, in the BFL over the last couple of years. So athletic for heavyweight. I always say it every time I'm doing these shows. He reminds me of Junior Dos Santos. Sustained, fast, powerful attacks. Um Throws up more volume than JDS, but hits as hard. He hits like an absolute truck. Um, and I just like him all around. I think he's good takedown defense. He can get on top when he needs a good ground on pound. Very fast, as I mentioned, on the outside and powerful. Stuart Austin. Look at this guy's, uh, look at this guy's, um, <laughs> the, the amount of people he's fought and the different names on his record. He has submitted Tom Aspinall. I watched that fight yesterday. Um, <laughs> and. It, that, that he was back in 2015, you know, and, and Aspinall was uh, was maybe a different fighter back then, but he fought, you know, Mark Godbeard, he's fought Dalsha Lugambulla, he's fought Johnny Walker, he's fought Satoshi Ishii, uh, lost to Hinan Fahea in, uh, in PFL in his only fight last year, but, like, he's been around the block for a long time, made his debut all the way back in 2010, has been fighting as a, an amateur since 2007, you know, coming out of the UK, so... It's a big fight for him, and a, a, it's a tough fight, honestly. A, a very, very tough fight. Watching him, his head is up in the air. You know, he kind of panics when striking. He does have nice hard leg kicks. To me, he's a very good wrestler. Um, and obviously, his submissions, well, he subs Tom Aspinall. I don't see a black belt at the time, Aspinall, but he comes from a BJJ background. And to sub him with a, a heel hook is, is, is a feat in itself. Um, he's going to need to take Capeloza down early and often, in my opinion. On the feet, he's just... Uh, I just don't think he's good enough to deal with someone like Capeloza. Uh, now, maybe the leg kicks are, are a thing here, but I don't think they are either. Um, I think he's going to need... He's a very good athlete. I think he's going to need to use that athleticism to get Capeloza to the ground, get on top of him, maybe submit him. That's his way to, to win him. But I think... I haven't seen... I don't think there are any prices up yet, but I would have him as a minus... Sorry, a plus 500 underdog here maybe i would probably have you know minus 600 minus 700 for uh, capillos i think he should be a massive massive favorite here and i think he'll kick off the season in in vicious fashion i think i think he'll get the first round knockout here so this is a a good fight for castle capillos to show himself off and like i i i would love to see him fight in the ufc to be honest i think he, he would mix it very well with a lot of those guys but the same goes for a lot of people in PFL. You want to see them winning that million quid. You know, you want to see them getting that big payday, and they're just not going to get that in the UFC. So uh, fair play to them, and uh, fair play to him coming in here. Um, right, the last fight I'm going to talk about in the card, and I've, I've gone through uh, most of them here, but Brendan Lachnan against uh, Roji Kudo. You know, we know Lachnan. He's been around the scene for a very, very long time. Um, you know, obviously fighting out of, out of Manchester, and... Was on the Dana White contender series, beat Bilal J, who's had a, a relatively good career in the UFC since, but didn't get the the call up because he took a takedown, or got a takedown actually in the last ten seconds of the fight, uh, in a fight he dominated and he won, and it was it was ridiculous really. You know he had some great wins on the local scene. He beaten you know even back in the day he's beaten the likes of Ali McLean, who was a good guy, uh, you know beaten 
Mike Wilkinson and, and others like that. He fought Tom Ducanois. I was actually at that fight in Dublin back in 2015. Very close decision. The old, the old traveling fans weren't too happy with it. There was a few bottles thrown in, in the, in the tree arena and stuff like that. But, you know, he's, he's stuck in there a long time between 2016 and, uh, and last year. He's only lost one fight out of, God, I don't know how many. He went from 10 and 1 to, to, to 21 and 3. So, or to, 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 to uh, 21, yeah, 21 and 2. So only, what, 11 and 1 there of a stretch? That was some stretch. Like, last year in the PFL, he did very well. Knocked out Shaman Morris in the first round. Uh, won the decision over Tyler Diamond. Lost a split decision to Kabibulov. I thought he won that fight, honestly. It was a very close one. It was a very criteria-heavy fight. And he could have gone further. But it's a big opportunity to come back here now. I think he'll be one of the favourites uh, coming into this season again. And coming up against Roji uh, Kudo. I like him. I, honestly, I watched some of his fights and I like his style. He's a counterfighter really fast. A little bit smaller than Brendan. You know, as I mentioned, Brendan lost to uh, Tom Ducanois back in the day. And he did a little bit of trouble with a guy so much smaller than him. So maybe that could be an issue again. He's good takedowns. Uh, does Kudo. Look, you would expect Lachnan to be a little bit better. Lachnan's just a very good fundamental fighter. Good jab. Seems to have added more power to his game as well over the last while. He, you know, he has a few takedowns. He can do it all, really. You know, fighting... I know he trains over in Thailand now in different places as well, but he's trained a lot with uh, Dominic Cruz at his gym and in other places as well. So, Brendan, Brendan's a very, very good fighter. A lot of time for Brendan, but Kujo, uh, Kudo has as well. And, and you know, having never seen him before, gone back and watched a couple of his fights, it's a dangerous fight, I think, for Brendan Lockdown. So, he can't come in here and he can't take this uh, as if it's, you know, the first step in the season uh, in the PFL, because if he does that, he could get a very, very rude awakening. So, uh, it's a very interesting matchup and, uh, and a good one, I think, for him. You know, I, I said uh, about another fight that it could be fight tonight. I think that one could be a fight tonight. Contender as well. That's a very, very good fight uh, in the making. So, um, yeah, all in all, a very, very good card. And before we go, I must ask you, who will you be betting on this weekend in the PFL, but also at UFC Fight Night Font versus Vera? Can Vera beat the odds and defeat Font, or is Font winning inside the distance given? Get your bets on this weekend at BetUS.com. Use the code SHARDOG and get 125% bonus. BetUS.com has been taking bets for well over 25 years, and there's a reason it's the number one UFC sportsbook. With more betting options, live betting at games, BetUS.com is your new home for UFC betting. Start to fight at BetUS.com and use that code SHARDOG. All right, everybody, that's it for me. Hope you're enjoying the, the PFL coverage. If you are, give us a thumbs up, give us a comment, let us know what you think, and uh, we'll see you all next time.